0: You're now listening to the River Claremont Podcast. What a great day to be alive. You got your Bibles, turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. Speaking today, kind of furthering along what we've been talking about, the church. Today I'm going to talk about the covering of the church, which I spoke about in the family. Church is a family, church is a covering. I want to elaborate on that today. Colossians 1, years ago, got an opportunity to meet a great general in the body of Christ. Built a church to probably 10,000 members in South Africa. It's a mega church. It looks like a mall. You walk into it literally like a mall. There's shops down it. It's huge. It's the only church I've ever been to that actually had armed guards with fully automatic weapons at the door. Welcome to Africa. Amen. Amen. <laughs> It was pretty awesome when you're driving in and they're like dressed up in church security wear with ben, ben, uh, berets or whatever. That's right. it was a beret. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But I asked him, I said, what, what wisdom, what advice would you give a young minister of the gospel? And he actually told me, you know, that Colossians chapter 1 we're about to read is, huh? Colossians? I'm saying it wrong? Colossians sounds cooler. It's like goulash. Colossians. Colossians. That's what I'm saying, Colossians. Huh? Colossians? Oh, I'm saying Ian's Colossians. So blend it together, shorten down the Ian. But if you see a person named I-E-A-I-A-N, do you say "mm" or Ian? I'm witty. Colossians. Okay. Now, he said that he reads, this is the prayer he prays over his life. Verse 9 says, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Amen. So I adopted that when people say, how do you want me to pray for you? I always say, pray Colossians (laughs) 1. Man, maybe I should learn how to pronounce it. But I want to talk about church prayer, the covering of prayer for the church family. That we of a blessing within the church that there are people here. That if we come together in the spiritual body and cover one another in prayer, there is a supernatural grace and empowerment upon the body to cover one another, to empower one another, to see each other through any and every circumstance and including temptations of life through to the other side of continuous victory and breakthrough in our lives. Amen. And I believe that. That's why I thank God for the church. You know, my wife and I, this is our family. My family's far from here in Tennessee. Her family's in Tampa. So she has family nearby, but I don't. So you guys are my brothers, my sisters, my aunts, my uncles. Amen. And so I'm, I'm grateful for the family of God. But I want to share today just how to pray, how to make it a priority in your life to cover your church family. We're changing, as you heard, our midweek prayer to 30 minutes before the 9 o'clock and 30 minutes before the 7 p.m. service, which launches next Sunday. We encourage everybody here, come out 30 minutes early. Join in and pray. As we just pray, we'll give different points. But also you can just pray as the Spirit puts on your heart, just covering the church body and stirring things up. There is power in prayer that I believe is absolutely something we need to walk in in a greater dimension, not just our church or us individually, but the body of Christ as a whole in this hour. It's definitely an important time for the church to move ahead, plow ahead, where the enemy kind of tries to convince you it's time to hold what you've got. That just is a sign for the church to know that's actually the hour to push ahead and take territory. And we feel that's the call of God for the global body in this hour. Let's take territory in Jesus' name. Amen. Take back the entertainment industry. Take back the political realm. Take back. We're taking over in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, 1 Timothy 2 1 through 2 says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people, ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives. Marked by godliness and dignity. Amen. So points to pray. Number one is pray for divine encouragement. Uh, I'll elaborate a little bit, but ultimately, the body of Christ, you know, my wife was raised in ministry. I've had the opportunity now for the last 20 years of my life to be around some of the, the greats in the body of Christ. And I'll just tell you something. When a person is plowing forward with the kingdom of God, various constant, strange attacks come against them. And you don't hear them talk about it because they don't even care about the fight or they're not, not going to glorify anything coming against them. They are locked in step and they're moving towards what God told them to move on. But in the personal life, man, crazy things happen. And if the, if the enemy can't get to you, he tries to get to someone close to you. And I'm not trying to strike fear in everybody's heart. I'm just saying, understand that people go through things. And so divine encouragement is a strength in the body of Christ where you pray, Lord, encourage them, but also pray that God would empower you to be an encourager, right? When you see a person stressed, you see a person drifting, you see a brother and sister that looks like they're going through the tailpipe of life, don't just sit there and talk about them in a close-knit circle. Go out of your way and begin to encourage these people, with the word of the Lord, with the love, with a handshake, with a lunch, whatever it takes, just to be an encouragement to let them know they're not alone. Amen. You know, we just spent the whole week in Evansville, and one of the things the Lord used us for there was to just let this church has been going for 25 years. The Lord has raised them up. They're a river church, but always felt like they were on the outskirts of the river family, never really belonged. The Lord just used us to knit them together. Get the river logo, get your your branding, you're a part of a family, we're here, we're resources, we love you. Built their web page or started their Facebook, their Google account, they didn't even have these things in line. Because they felt alone for 25 years, they faithfully listened to the Lord, but felt alone. And there's a lot of people out there, even that come into a crowded room, that despite the fact it's crowded, they feel alone in the room. There's some people that you got to go out of your way with and shake off of them the heaviness or the oppression of this world and let them know we see you, we love you, we care about you. Amen. Amen. Encouragement is the difference between people giving up in the middle of the fight or warring up, rallying together and going back out there and swinging afresh. You are meant to be an encourager. Pray that the Lord would use you this week to encourage people, to lift them up. To say, man, I'm with you, man. Even if you can't do anything other than offer an encouraging word, do that. You know, I've had times when the Lord lays a person on my heart. a scripture comes to mind, so all I do is go to U Version. I can't copy and paste it, send it in a text message, and then you you see people respond crying emojis. People call you like a week, a week later. Man, you have no idea what I was going through at that time. That te- you, you sent it exactly the word of the Lord. It's a text message that costs you 30 sec- seconds of your life. But if you're being led by the Spirit, it's in the exact time exactly when they need it. Amen. And it breaks off any bit of heaviness or worry or doubt or stress, anything used to try and war against a person, if the body decides we're going to encourage one another in the things of the Lord, then guess what? We are strengthened by that encouragement. Amen. Amen. You're not alone. Jesus sees you. He sees you when you're doing good. He sees you when you're going through it. And he loves you unashamedly in all of those circumstances. So the church should love you in all circumstances too. So this week, pray. Go out of your way. Even today, encourage someone in the things of the Lord. Go take someone out to lunch and just pour into them the good things in their life, which I hit this, but it's just something to pray for. Recognize even uh, generals in the body of Christ. Just, man, pray. Man, God, encourage these people. Encourage them. Because I began to realize, man, as a, as a minister of the gospel, you, you're pouring your life out. I mean, Paul said it twice in the New Testament, I poured my life out like a, a drink offering before the Lord. There are people that will just suck the life out of you. And you love. You're pouring. You're not, I'm not coming against it. I'm saying you, you made a decision. You're going to pour your life out. But if everybody that gets around leadership just expects them to pour, 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 man, sometimes you've got to get around them and just pour back. Just encourage those around you with the things of the Lord. Like, man, you're doing a a great work. Man, the Lord is with you. Look at what God is doing. Man, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you're doing. Amen. Even last night, I got the chance to encourage my father-in-law with a powerful testimony of just the years of ministry, all that he did, dating all the way back to Good News New York of how the Lord just used a church and then blessed a church from what they did. And he was like, man, thank you for that. Puts things in perspective. Sometimes you feel like you're alone. In fact, the, the higher you grow, that's the lonelier it gets oftentimes. People always need something, always want something. Man, be a Christian that doesn't always need things, and I'm not saying you don't need, but be a Christian that also gives things. Jesus himself said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So be a pour out. If you have ever, You see people pouring their life out? Come and pour your life into them too. Amen. Trust that the Lord will pour back into your life. But he that refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. They're like, man, and that especially, that's good in itself. You feel like you're heavy and you're worn out. Go and pour life into another person, and then you'll begin to reap that back into your life. God is a good God. Amen? Amen. This week, go out of your way. Encourage someone. Bless someone. Do something. Go out of your way. Think of someone. Do a small thing and just so you're thinking for that person. Then pray for strength for the body of Christ. When you cover your church family, and God will knit people in your life, pray for supernatural strength. Ephesians 6.10 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's an hour of strength right now. Be praying and covering the body, especially the generals, but cover your brothers and sisters in this church. Pray, Lord, strengthen them. Strengthen them right now. May the power of God be on the inside of them. May they feel the presence of God in all that they've got to go through. May there be a strength and a fortitude for them to stand against every lie of hell, every discouragement of life, and every temptation that comes down the road. Come on. Give them strength, God. They won't fall to temptation. They won't be taken out by the devil. They won't drift aside. Keep them strong by the power of your might, God declaring this over one another. Keep the marriages strong. Come on, somebody. Amen. pray. We pray regularly over the marriages. And if you, you you got a good marriage, but you want it better, sign up for the marriage class. Amen. Pour into that. Invest in it. But pray for one another. Lord, strengthen the marriages. Strengthen the kids. Lord, let those kids be strong in the things of the Lord. Amen. Strengthen one another. Strengthen the sing- single people. That they don't fall for some loser just because they're single. Give them the strength and the fortitude to wait for the promise of God. Strengthen this church, God. Amen. Lest lest you multiply in number but lose strength and then you're just a bunch of weak people. I don't want a weak church. I would rather have 10 people on fire than 1,000 people that fall at anything. Pray for the strength of the Lord in this place. Cover one another. Father, you strengthen the river family. You strengthen us. Strengthen us in all aspects of our life. We'll be strong in the power of the Lord. Strong to stand against the wiles of hell. Strong to stand against every lie that comes down the pike. Come on. Pray for strength. Pray for the leadership of America. uh, You'll hear me regularly. I pray for the generals. He raises people up in every generation. And that's the Lord. He chooses it. He pours out on them. Obviously, they press in for it. But pray for strength for those that God is using in this hour. Amen. Because things come against them. Then pray for protection. Shout protection. It's the hour to pray for divine protection, man. When the devil's plan is to break people's back with sickness, with disease, with poverty, the pandemic is in full motion. Inflation gone rampant. Gasoline exploding. All of these things. People being threatened with this, threatened with that. All that junk. Man, pray for protection for the body of Christ. This burns in me probably more than anything. I pray regularly, Lord, let the River family be the healthiest family ever. You've got to draw a line, God, so that there is an obvious difference between people of God and people not of God in this hour. Let the world look on at the wonder of your miraculous power to protect in this hour. Let every scheme of the enemy come to nothing in our lives. Let every plan of hell Fall apart, and let the wheels of Pharaoh's chariot fall off itself, and let them drown in the army, but the church walk through on dry dry land. Every plan meant to break us, may the enemy be the one to fall in it, and may the glory of God shine upon the bright in this hour. Protect your people. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. And let me tell you something. The greater a person presses in. And this church, you can look around. It's pretty full. It's pretty full twice over. We started with 20 people seven years ago. No one knew who we were and no one cared. But as you begin to take ground in the spiritual realm. And take ground that models in the natural realm because when you take it in the spirit, you see it in the natural. The bigger we grow, the more the opposition, new level, new devil. The enemy will come to try and do whatever he can to tear apart the church, bring in all the wolves that try and seek to devour people. You gotta pray protection on the body of Christ. Let every, let every dark the wolf that walks in trying to look like a sheep be exposed. Amen. Let every tear sown among the wheat come to nothing in Jesus' name. Cover your church family. And then when you're aware of things, use the wisdom of God to just cover, encourage, sharpen, strengthen, and protect this family in Jesus' name. The devil will not take us out. Cover each other. Cover young children. The devil will not take out your kids. They're going to live a long life. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you might feel like taking them out yourself. But they will be protected from the Lord. Amen. Trust the angels of the Lord. Let me tell you something. God will protect your children if you cover them. My parents prayed all the time for us. And we're talking about two redneck boys in Tennessee, me and my brother. We get a great idea. Let's go shoot each other. That's what redneck kids think about. So I have a BB gun and a bow and arrow. The BB gun's okay. You can live through that. The bow and arrow is the dangerous one. And we're sitting there running around the yard and I've got a a BB gun and my brother's got a bow and arrow and I'm tagging him as he's running and I'm hearing him hit and he's like, ow, ow! (laughs) Suddenly he shoots an arrow right at me and I watch the arrow coming. I mean, everything slowed down and instantly as a kid I thought, I'm going to (laughs) die. This was not a good plan. This was the dumbest plan we've ever had. And as everything slowed down, I looked down, everything slowed enough for me as the arrow's flying, I looked down and there's a piece of wood. I grabbed the piece of wood and I went like that and it broke the piece of wood. And then my brother was like running at me like, this is a bad idea. (laughs) You think, bro? Like, we both just put, we never played that game ever again. It was like instant download. This is stupid. I mean, you're talking about people that we formed guns out of everything we could. Fourth of July, we never shot them in the air. You shoot them at people. We used to play wars where we'd just target one another. Roman candles, b- b- bottle rocket guns, and then the, you know the good ones when you had the big cannons. Those things will kill a brother. But my parents, I'll never forget... Yeah, every time we would drive anywhere, my mom's going to drop us off. We didn't even go to church, but my mom was raised in, in the things of God, Pentecostal her- heritage. We'd go to a friend's light, house for the weekend, and my mom just be like, Shukurama, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the angels of God over this boy. Protect him. No harm will come to him. And I was always like, why are you always praying like angels be about us? I mean, what do you think we're doing? You know? And then you go, in, in, oh, okay, that's why you're praying. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, I've wrecked four-wheelers, dirt bikes, drove a truck off a cliff, drove a boat and right into the solid wall of a dam, and I walked away from everything because my mom was at home saying, Lord, protect this moron. (laughs) Well, if it works in that capacity, won't it work for the church too? As we all move forward in the things of God, if God can protect an idiot, he can protect a saint. Come on, somebody. The supernatural protection of God be upon you in this hour. No weapon formed against you will prosper in Jesus' name. That's a weapon of debt. That's a weapon of lack. That's a weapon of pain. That's a weapon of sickness. That's a weapon of, 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 of an accident waiting to happen, A F 250 coming at your door. It will not prosper in the name of the Lord. If you believe it, shout amen today. Pray for supernatural protection. Then you look at leadership, those that God is elevating to be bold right now. You need to pray for those people. There is an absolute evil agenda to take people out right now. I shared this in the night. In, in the start of COVID, the president of Tanzania took and tested a papaya and a goat with a COVID test, and they both came back positive for COVID. A papaya, a piece of fruit suddenly dying of COVID. And so he got up, got up and told the entire world, Tanzania is not participating in this. This is a lie. Yeah. So our borders are open. We will not fall to any COVID restrictions. Um, Tanzania will continue on with business. Yeah. That's why all the missionaries started pouring in there. Do you know what they did? Six months after that, they killed that man. Yeah. They went into his presidential palace and they silenced him forever. Yeah. You got to pray the protection of God on people. You see a brother stand up. You see a sister stand up. I'm talking in the political realm, the church realm, any realm. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus on them. I mean, you cover them. You cover them. If a bomb fell on them, it will not scratch them in Jesus' name. Cover one another with the prayer of faith. Not going to take people out. Not going to take people out. It's a history in this nation of taking people out. Start praying and covering leadership, the church as a whole. Every weapon formed against us will not prosper. Put confusion in the camp of the wicked, let them turn on one another. Let all the craziness be exposed. The Bible says we're supposed to expose it. Lord, let it be exposed in the name of the Lord in this hour. But protect your people, protect this church from every attack. Then pray for prosperity. Prosperity, Third John 1, 2. My beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. We're talking about godly prosperity where emotionally, spiritually, every part of you is prospering. You're not drained. You're not weak. You're not tired. You are not feel like quitting. There's a prosperity of God that comes to quicken and strengthen your life in every area. Well, you don't fall victim. They say the most powerful person in any room is the one that needs nothing. Let that be the body of Christ in this hour. Let the prosperity of heaven be on the bride so we won't sell out our our blessings for momentary satisfaction. Lord, bless the leadership. Don't Don't let any general in the body of Christ be drained, be weakened, be sick in their body. Prosper them in all areas in Jesus' name. Come on. Pray for the blessings, the resources. There's a plan to break America's back financially right now. You kidding me? It's an intentional plan. Just as it was carried out in the Civil War to break the South, the plan is to break America right now. Starve you out. You chart the Civil War. uh, uh, What was it? Coffee was like 45 cents a tin for the South. By the time the war was over, it was $45 for a a a tin of coffee. Everything skyrocketed, so they destroyed the South by poverty. They broke their back. They'll do it again if they go unchecked, but we declare over our household and over every household in this river family, you shall not lack. You shall not lack. The the food can run dry, but yours will multiply in the name of the Lord. You will not lack. Prosperity will be in your household, the heavenly kind of prosperity. The kind of prosperity the world can't put a number on. You walk in every day of your life. This is the reality of a child of God. You will not break us in Jesus' name. The blessing of God flows. The river of provision is ours. Jehovah Jireh is my Father. He provides. He provides. He provides. provides. I am well equipped for every single thing. I don't need your Prozac to feel good because my soul is refreshed by the Lord. I rise in the morning and I smile It's because it's going to be a good day in Jesus' name. Come on. The prosperity of the Lord be upon the body in this hour. Prosper your people. Prosper your people. I believe in that. Do you believe in that? Because if you don't, man, what what do you do? Do you just believe your life is meant to be empty Dry, a struggle? No. I believe that God refreshes and takes care of you. And part of it is covering one another with the body of Christ. Be a cover to pray and speak over this household. Lord, prosper your people in Jesus' name. And then pray for wisdom. Shout wisdom. Wisdom. Heavenly kind of wisdom. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs twenty-one, twenty-two: A wise man scales the city of the wicked. And brings down the trusted stronghold. means a wise person sees through the plan of the enemy and can unravel it and take it out. That's the kind of wisdom we need in the church. It's the kind of wisdom you need in your life. Amen. The Bible says wisdom is of more value than rubies and silver and gold. Because with the wisdom of the Lord, you will see what others don't see and your life will be well supplied. Pray for wisdom in this hour. Pray for wisdom over your personal life over your brothers and sisters, over godly leadership, over political leaders that God is using. Pray the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of men. May they see everything they need to see. May they know everything they need to know. May it flow from them freely, God, and may it be given by you in this hour. Thank you for wisdom. So much that comes, I'm praying and, uh, for me. Pray for me for wisdom. With everything we're looking at right now, the maneuvering of how to keep going as a church right now to take the next territory, pray the wisdom of God. Because there's a plan from heaven. That's what I've come to realize, that at any given moment, God actually has a plan to super-accelerate everything in your life. But it's, it's learning to hear that plan and then have the boldness to walk that plan out. There's two things of it. But the wisdom of God changes everything. And the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of that wisdom. So that's why when we stand, that's why when people stand, cover one another. That's a boldness because they're standing for God. And would that we rather obey God than men. Wisdom is to understand I reverence the Lord over people. I'm not going to live my life trying to please everybody or be accepted by everybody. I'm going to have the wisdom of God and do the right things because he gives me that supernatural wisdom. Every day... Ask the Lord for the wisdom to know the right things, be at the right places, do the right things. Father, give us wisdom in this hour, supernatural wisdom. If there's a plan to break, just right now, I had um, someone text me the other day in stocks and the Lord spoke to him, had a dream. Get out of these stocks. God will give you wisdom. He will prepare you ahead of time for anything. He'll tell you move this. He'll tell you take that. God is really in the business of actually changing your life. That wisdom's available. It's just, is your heart inclined to hear his voice in this hour? Right. To understand, God, there is a plan to break the American family, right. right? So give me the wisdom to raise and steward my kids. I, I prayed over my kids as I pray for them at night, every night. I say, Father, I thank you too that there's an anointing on me and a wisdom on me to steward the gifts they are to the body of Christ. Help me actually do what they need done, yeah. right? Who, what parent in here feels like you're just basically trying to figure this thing out? I mean, we celebrate that we have a 20-year-old still alive. We count that a win. Bless God. Yeah, we're holding our head up high. We're we're, we're actually starting to get a little cocky about it. Our 20-year-old sings for the Lord. What's yours do? <laughs> but wisdom helps. I've had the Lord where I'm maneuvering in something, and the Lord would speak to me, no, don't do that. Go, go that. Don't do that route. Oftentimes, you start being led by the mass of people, and then you just wind up doing what everybody's producing and doing the same thing. You follow the, the crowd. Oftentimes, the crowd is the last one to the party and always there a, do, a day late and a dollar short. You follow the wisdom of God, you'll be positioned where you need to position when you need to be there. I want that wisdom. Amen. Plus, in this last day, the disinformation, the insanity being poured out in this hour, I mean, people are more confused than they've ever been confused. You need the wisdom of God to know what is actually happening, what to position myself to do, and how to stand in this time. Pray for wisdom. Pray for the generals of God to have wisdom. Pray for the prophets of God to have wisdom. Pray for the church body to have wisdom. Pray for your kids to have wisdom. Pray for me to have wisdom. Amen. Please. And then pray for boldness. Shall boldness. boldness. Pray for boldness in this hour. It is a real, real attack. I cannot describe it any other way of just the thing that the mental barrage that comes upon a person to speak the truth right now. I mean, it's like every hellish thought comes rushing down the moment you step off the platform. You try and declare the truth. Oh, you said this wrong, this wrong. Then we always get the letters, the angry stuff. People attack us. I mean, every time you stand for the truth, someone someone goes out of their way to discourage you, to silence you, to make you feel like you got it wrong, to the point that when you're up public speaking, you're like, you're you're stressed out. Am I going to say something wrong because I'm going to get a letter? I'm going to get a complaint. It's going to spread. People are going to hate me. All this junk, it's demonic. Cancel culture is demonic. Shake that up. Put the boldness of God on the church. You will not silence our voice. You will not stop the truth from spreading. You won't stop us from worshiping. We'll shout it from the rooftops. We are not ashamed. But that boldness has got to be in you. But you realize so much of the enemy's tactic just to beat you down into submission to make you throw in the towel. This week I started laughing in the middle of service because I was, I, a late, uh, One of the, the pastor came to me and she said, Man, I love the way you do ministry because you just teach the word of god there's so much scripture i started laughing because when i first traveled in the ministry people would come to me all the time and be like you're not a revivalist you're just a teacher of the word and i was like okay well i mean that they would say it in like a way to insult you like you're not really a revivalist true revivalists are better than you are at revival you're just a teacher So I'd say, okay, but the presence of God is in the place. Then when I became a pastor, people would come to me and be like, you don't really teach the word. You're just like a a, a revivalist all the time. So I'm like, I realize it doesn't matter what circle I'm in. People aren't going to agree with your tactics. You're always going to be pathetic at what you do to someone. Amen. But at least you're doing something. Amen. Amen. Uh, Going down the road, Sister Mary Lou, whatever you are, you've not done anything. I love you with the love of the Lord, but go bark at a blank wall. It has more to learn from you than I do. Pray boldness on leadership. Man, I prayed. Man, that's the one thing from 2020 that I was like, there was an opportunity for strength in the body of Christ. And too many of our leaders weren't strong. I mean, we needed strength. And the world is looking for strength in this hour. Come on, let's pray the boldness of God be on the generals in this hour. Bold as a line. Stop worrying if Facebook's going to shut you down. Who cares if they shut you down? It's a stupid forum, anyways. Bunch of people on the toilet reading your posts. That's where they're all reading it right there. So if they take you off, who cares? You just have been removed from a stinky situation altogether. I don't want to be in the bathroom with you, anyways. Come on, Bobby. That's your personal time. Leave me out of it in Jesus' name. You go take care of business. Wash your hands. You cleanse your heart. And then come and sit for the word of God. Amen. At least in a public forum, you know they're not on the toilet while you're trying to talk. My God. It's dumb. We had a brother in the church got flagged from Facebook because he said, I want to punch the devil in the face. Facebook said it's violence and took... You think that's violence? Wait till the devil actually shows up. We'll show you real violence. We wish the devil was in person. We really would punch him in the face. And we don't care what you think about it. We'll beat him up. Ten of us will take him out back, we'll whoop him with his own tail. I hate the devil. I hate everything he does. I hate him, hate him, hate him. He tears apart families. He makes people kill themselves. I hate that loser. And I'm bold enough to shout it. The devil is bad and God is good. And anywhere I see the hand of the devil, I pray the boldness of God to tear down those demonic structures. Jeremiah was anointed to pull down, throw down, destroy. May that be in the body of Christ in this hour. Root out, pull down, throw down. That's WCW talk right there. Talking throw down. And then I always say softly at the end, then build and plant. But I'm the juggernaut at the front, then you come in afterwards. That's why we have other leaders in the church, to build and plant. After I tear down, root out, throw down, pull down, destroy. All right, here you go, build. Do something with that wreckage. I'm moving on to the next room. Amen. Construction, I love demolition, but when it's time to rebuild, I'm like, I'm bored. Give me a sledgehammer, and I'll move quickly. Give me a framer's hammer, and I'll fall asleep. Boldness, though. Boldness. We need to pray for our leaders. There is an attack, and it's a spiritual attack, that only the frontline people begin to recognize that voice to tell them to be silent All the attacks we get throughout the years—I mean, you've heard it. When we, when we, at the start of 2020, when everything broke loose, and we came from a cruise, we had a great cruise. We didn't know the whole world was losing its ever-loving mind. We had plenty of toilet paper on the boat; (laughs) never ran out. Got back and we had a church service because we didn't know everybody was not supposed to have church, so we we had church. And man, it was a, months later, I found an article, Rolling Stone Magazine, of a, a reporter that tuned into our, our service, how do you even know who I am, and just lambasted me, Brother Ring, just endangering lives, all of this stuff, but I actually chuckled because every quote that the lady did, I actually was like, this is a really powerful quote, I said that, praise God, I mean, it was, it was meant to discourage me, but actually encouraged me, I was like, man, I preach good. That's solid doctrine right there. Whoever that brother is, I'm sending him an offering. But that's it, man. Pray for boldness because that's that's how it happens. The enemy comes and just wars against the mind to silence you and feel like there's no one with you. You know how lonely it is sometimes for these people to feel like they're the only person. We we were in Congress years ago and would walk up and down. They said when we came into the people that were godly up there, and some of them... Are on both sides of the aisle. Some of them, the Democrats, are spirit-filled believers, and so we'd go in there and we'd just tell them, "Man, we're with you. We're praying with you." Some of them would sit there and look at us and say, "You know, we we never hear people positively. All that comes through our doors is the negative attacks." Right. And so they they would like well, some of them grabbed their hands. Thank you for just being here, not yelling at us. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And that's just the way it is. The, the noises, what is the squeaky wheel gets the oil, or whatever. People always complain. People don't encourage. It goes back to the rule number, the first prayer point be an encourager. Yeah. Encourage one another in the things of the Lord in this hour. That helps them stay bold as a lion to move forward. Amen. Thanks for listening to River Claremont's podcast. We pray you were greatly blessed by this message. If you'd like to keep up to date with what's happening at the River Claremont Church, visit us at riverclaremont.com.